It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Monday on the morning show with Preston Scott. We're in double digits for the month of February already. It's February the 10th, show number 4192. More on this date in just a moment. But it's great to be with you this morning as we start our work week together. Dallas Rogers back in the saddle again. Yes. Did you have a good time with the fam? I did. It was cool. We found a place right on the bay and it was it was fantastic. We had a really good time. Awesome. Good for you. Yeah. Good weather? Yeah, it was cool. And I made a video for my, what I did is my father turned 80. So, you know, what do you get the guy that's got everything? I went and made a video and had a bunch of his, all his old friends Mm -hmm. tell stories about him on video and their phones and send them to me. And then I just kind of put this thing together. It's 40 some minutes long. So many people sent their videos back. Nice. Yeah, it was amazing. So I, he he cried. We laughed. It was great. He cried? Oh, yeah. Was that, now did you have like a goal? Okay, no. come on. Let's let's produce a tearjerker. I, I, no, it wasn't the tearjerker I was going for. My father has had an interesting existence. Right, and I yeah. wanted I wanted some people to tell me some of the really good stories, the the, stuff you I, hadn't heard. Right. Well, not just that. The stuff that I couldn't show the family. Okay. You know, I told him. I said, "Look, send me something family friendly." But then, you know what? Tell tell some stories that are just between you and him. And I'm going to make a video, put it on his computer, and you guys, it'll just be between you two. And they're like, "Fine." And no one sent those. No one. No one sent those. Okay. Because, and then Donna, I asked my, I was talking to my wife. I'm like, nobody sent me any of those stories. And she says, sweetie, they're a bunch of lawyers. They're not going to put evidence on tape. (laughs) (laughs) Or politicians who forget the second question. They just answer the first. (laughs) They choose the one they want to answer. So, but either way, I got all these great things back. And I mean, it was just, it's people, I mean, some people that he hasn't, you know, seen for 20 years. Yeah. And I tracked them down and guys he used to work with in the Senate and, you know, so it was fun. Most of you enjoyed wonderful weather in the area. If you are in the outlying area on iHeartRadio listening throughout the country, okay, maybe not so much. Mm-hmm. But uh, but here around the capital city in the Gulf Coast, it was beautiful. So uh, anyway, welcome to the new week of radio. Let's do our verse of the day. Uh, we are in the big ones. The, the, these would be God's greatest hits. All right. Exodus 20, verse 4. We, we, we had verse 3 as we... <laughs> As we went to the uh, to the break on Friday, here's verse four. You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on earth beneath or in the waters below. So last week, the reminder was no other gods. This week is nothing symbolic of other gods. God's serious about being first. Seriously, seriously serious about being first. It's a requirement for being a Christian. It comes with the territory. So make sure that you don't have things in the way. Now, I say this 
knowing that there may be some that get concerned when I point out that idolatry creeps up all kinds of ways and all kinds of places, including churches. Your pastor can be your idol. You can set up as idols all kinds of things and people that you, in fact, pray to that aren't God. It's a real simple thing. If you're praying to anyone, anyone, now praying for, that's not what I'm talking about, praying to anyone but, but God, and that, in, that would be Jesus too, you can pray to the Holy Spirit. There's your there's the big three. If you go beyond that, you're engaged in idolatry. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's that's a no-no. Take an inventory. Anything you've created that sort of is looking like God to you, get rid of it. Ten minutes after the hour. This date in history and a historic start to something in the news industry today. Next on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Show with Preston Scott. 60% of the time, it works every time. On WFLA. minutes after the hour the morning show it's february the 10th let's see here the uh 25th amendment dealing with the presidential disability succession and all that stuff was ratified in 1967 glenn miller receives his first ever gold record for selling 1.2 million copies of in 1942 what did glenn miller get his first gold record for four 1.2 million copies. Glenn, was that it? It's not in the mood, right? Nope. Pardon me, boys. Is that the cat that chewed your new shoes? Oh, uh, Chattanooga Choo Choo. Yeah. Yeah, 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 there yeah. you go. There yeah, you yeah. go. And then this. In 1903, teddy bears began appearing in stores on this date. Every day, millions of children across the country, around the world, cuddle up to their favorite teddy bear. How did the toy bears come to be so popular? How did they become called Teddy? Credit Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. Teddy Roosevelt, the 26th president, as well as a political cartoonist and some resourceful entrepreneurs. In 1902, Roosevelt, an avid outdoorsman, went bear hunting in Mississippi. The president was a good hunter. But on this particular trip, he had terrible luck. For several days, he never even saw a bear. Finally, one of his guides cornered a small black bear, wounded it, tied it to a tree, then called for the president to come shoot it. Teddy, the sportsman, refused. Good. Resolutely. He had uh, shot grizzly bears in the Wild West, but he had no interest in taking unfair advantage of a terrified, trapped animal. When Washington Post cartoonist Clifford Berryman heard the story, he drew a picture of the president turning away in disgust from the idea of shooting the helpless bear. The nation loved the fact that their president 
had spared the creature. In the, and, and in no, in no time, it became the story of Teddy's bear. So we get to 1903. Two Russian Jewish immigrants named Morris and Rose Mitchdom were making and selling stuffed teddy bears in their Brooklyn shop. One can be seen, one of the original teddy bears can be seen in Smithsonian's National Museum of American History. About the same time, the company FAO Schwartz in New York City began selling plush teddy bears made in a German toy factory. A worldwide craze began, which continues to this day. It's at first, it's one of the best stories ever because everybody has bought or received a teddy bear at some point in their life Yep, and have called it. This is a teddy bear. Yeah. Now, as Paul Harvey would say, <laughs> right? It's a great story. Yeah. The president said, no, no, that's not being a sportsman. I love it. I love it. I love it. And so this, this cartoonist draws it up. Some entrepreneurs go, hey, teddy bear. Teddy's, this is Teddy's bear. Right? This, is, this was the poor bear that was wounded that he spared take it home i'm surprised he didn't bonk that other hunter over the head and tie him to a tree and go eh, see how it feels it's not that great is it now we'll release the bear now we'll release the bear and we'll oh. see what happens to <laughs> see if he's as gracious to you as i was to him <laughs> bully bully <laughs> right yes yeah i i i don't know uh historic start today the black news channel is beginning today. First broadcast. Uh, it has its broadcast studios in Tallahassee, Florida. Really? It is a national. I think they employ 60 to 70 people there. Wow. It is a national news network started by Republican Congressman, former Congressman J.C. Watts. And Bob Berlanti lives in the capital city, former television executive. I want to talk a little bit more about this and um, just... just talk about it a little bit it's kind of interesting next on the morning show with preston scott fla on your phone with the iheart radio app and on hundreds of devices like alexa google home xbox and sonos yes and iheart's radio station Dallas and I having a discussion on the uh, Black News Channel. <laughs> you know, my opinion had been going into this, even even knowing J.C. Watts, I was left really puzzled. I, I I had him coming on the show after they made the announcement, what, a year and a half ago, something like that, about this thing. And uh, he was in town. He was at FAMU, and they're going to be recruiting out of the School of Journalism at FAMU, and that's that's cool. That's fine. Um, my opinion had always been, and and you've heard me say this time and again, and many of you share the opinion. You know, if the goal is a level playing field and no more distinctions, and you know, a truly colorblind society, which I guess now is is an insult. Because then you're robbing people of their ethnicities, but I guess it's only some ethnicities we're allowed to celebrate, and not all ethnicities and not all races. It's only some. I, 
mm-hmm. get my point. I mean, we just we you either want a level playing field or you don't. And if you accept a level playing field, then you get rid of the affirmative action. You get rid of all of these mm-hmm. uh, race based quotas and so forth. And you just you go you go blind resume. You know, who's the best? Who's the most qualified? Who, whatever the, the case might be. I think that's the way, it, it's funny you mentioned it. I don't think you should even have a name on a resume. I think you should you should go by the resume and the, it should be designated. Get a number. Yeah, number. You should be designated a number and that's how they find you. And so, you know, it, but but it is what it is. I mean, you know, we're not going to reinvent the wheel today. It's just, it's just, there are certain things that just are. I'm ready to start though. But but it's a fair question. Would would the world tolerate a white news channel now here's here's what the counter argument is well that's what we have now that's what all the networks are they look at life through the lens of and it doesn't matter how diversified the staff is that's that's the view that's that's the view okay all right so let's just let's just think about then the possibility of there being another angle here and inside their press release and inside this particular story in the uh, Baltimore Sun, the vice president of news and programming, Gary Wordlaw, said, and I quote, our mission is to illuminate and tell the truth. We're not partisan. We're not political. We're journalists. We want to give good stories from the people's perspective. <clears throat> we should be the people's network. Okay. If that's true. Knowing J.C. Watts, pretty conservative guy. There's the possibility that J.C. is simply being shrewd. He's accepting that he can't change everybody's heart. That's God's business. And I know J.C. to be a man of faith. God does that. So we're going to just take things as they are, and we're going to just start doing news. And, And let me tell you something. If they do that and simply present the truth about affirmative action, about all of these plans, about the great society that started with LBJ, that was nothing but patronizing and demeaning and belittling and, in fact, hindering blacks in America. If they tell the truth, if they tell the story of why black unemployment is so low now and why wages are going up and why things... Okay, I'll let them have the Black News Channel. All right. And and by that, I mean the title. Okay, if that's if it brings truth to people in America that happen to be black, I'm open to that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Now, you should know it is it is on, and, and this is another thing, it, it's on Spectrum, Xfinity, uh, Dish. It's going to be on um, Sling, Smart TVs, Roku, Etc. But as of now, it's likely going to be subscription video on demand. As of now, you're likely going to have to pay to get the content. So we'll see where that goes. I can tell you that any of the providers are going to get extreme pressure to put this thing out there. Yeah. And so they're going to end up putting it in the main lineup. I'll also tell you this, that one of the investors and one of the government advisors, and those of you in the Capital City area will... You might have to reach for a barf bag. One of the investors is John Marks. <laughs> and John is uh, allegedly a government advisor. The government relations advisor. So, yeah, take that for what it's worth. 27 minutes after the hour. Time for news. Big stories in the press box and more on the morning show.
You, the facts. The Morning Show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Thirty-six minutes after the hour, the morning show with Preston Scott. Good morning, thanks very much. Appreciate you joining us, Dallas Rogers over there in Studio One A. I'm here in Studio One B. Chester is uh, loitering around in the Aquatic Studio One C. And away we go. The big stories in the press box this morning. Sadly, two uh, Army soldiers killed in Afghanistan, identified part of Special Forces Group based in Florida. Uh, Sergeant First Class Javier Gutierrez of San Antonio, Sergeant First Class Antonio Rodriguez of Las Cruces, New Mexico, part of the 3rd Battalion's 7th Special Forces Group, otherwise known as the Airborne, uh, based at Eglin. And um, fair question, what are we doing there? I mean, it, look, it, it, there there have been consistently attacks on Americans there. Um, I don't know what our goal is in Afghanistan at this point. We went there to get bin Laden. He's dead. I personally think that we can surgically do whatever we need to do with drones. But anyway, it is what it is. Anti-fascist protest in Oregon. Oregon Live reported that it was rumored. First of all, can you report that? I mean, is is that the job of a news entity? Rumor? Yeah. Hmm. So it's rumored that it was going to be a Ku Klux Klan white supremacy rally. First of all, do those guys show up at anything anymore? That's embarrassing. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. Okay, white supremacists, neo-Nazis, whatever, yawn, let them, whatever. Boring. So the rumor then brought out Antifa. And so you had... The rumor of the Ku Klux Klan, and then you had the fact of Klan Tifa, and it turned ugly. Among the things that happened is the war memorial in downtown Portland is spray-painted with punch cops, kill cops, all cops are bleep, and, uh, and so forth. They, have, they, have, they, have them, they caught some of them who were who doing the vandalizing. Mm. Um, just remember... Antifa, Clantifa, anti-fascists are in fact fascists. That's they 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 use violence and intimidation. And oh, by the way, they are no. And, and I called I coined the term Clantifa. It's mine. Mm-hmm. I coined it, and I coined it because they're cowards like the Klan. They hide behind black masks. They hide behind hoodies yep. with their faces covered up. They're cowards. Gunmen targeted NYPD officers over the weekend, two attempts at assassination. They got the guy. They caught everything on on video. They have him arrested. But apparently, without naming him so far, he had been paroled in 2017 after attempted murder conviction in 2002. And I'm just wondering, you know, there there's some people, there are just some crimes. I just, I don't know that you let them out. Until they're like really old people and can't do any harm. Mm-hmm. I, I just and and again, th- there are lots of flaws in the criminal justice system. 
There are people un- incarcerated unfairly. There's There are groups of people that are treated very differently than other groups for the exact same crimes, yep. similar criminal backgrounds. There, there are problems. But we also have a problem with letting people out that just are violent people. Yeah. And then here in Florida, 118 handymen showed up to do work. They didn't have licenses, and Hillsborough County Sheriff's arrested all 118 of them. What? Exactly. <sighs> More on that in just a second here on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Morning Show with Preston Scott. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. On News Radio 100.7, WFLA. Now, there are some that are calling this entrapment. Undercover sheriff deputies posing as homeowners hired handymen to paint, install recessed lighting, do other tasks that require licenses. 118 of them didn't have them. They didn't have licenses. Now, some defense attorneys are saying, well, they were entrapped because they said no, but then they were allowed to perform the tasks that didn't require a license, and they asked them to do something else while they were there that did require a license, and well, I you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take sides on this. Um, I'll just simply say they didn't do what they were supposed to do. They were doing what they weren't supposed to do, and they got arrested for it. That's quite the undercover operation. I don't know that I would have an issue if they asked him to do asked him got him there to do something that wasn't illegal, and then said, oh, while you're here, can you do this thing that would be illegal? That's that's a little weird, but. You just say no. Right. I mean, you, if you, you you're either you licensed or you don't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly right. This is, uh, I, did, I did a commentary last week on this, did another commentary this morning on a story that um, Fox has it, our website has it, mm-hmm. I searched CNN, they don't have it, I didn't search USA Today, maybe they've got it, I, I doubt it, but maybe, who knows. Story of a guy in uh, Duval County running his uh, his van, his SUV, whatever, truck. Drove it right into a tent of people registering uh, it, it, the Duval Party uh, County GOP, registering voters at a Walmart. Guy drove his truck into the tent. No one was hurt. How's that not attempted murder? It was, was absolutely no, intentional. How was no one hurt? That's amazing. They they just saw it in the nick of time and scattered. Guy got out of the car, starts taking video of what he did, said some profanities, I guess, I don't know, and then left. They got him. They arrested him. Fine. But how is that not attempted murder? Yeah, I don't. It is. It's aggravated assault and so forth. No, that's attempted murder. And, And while we're saying it, even though I don't agree with the idea of hate crimes, you know, it's a crime. It is. You know, it's... I don't believe that there's such a thing as a hate crime. It's it's a crime. You attempted to kill someone. It doesn't matter why. You attempted to kill somebody. Yeah. Anyway, but if we're going to go there, like we've talked about other things this hour, okay, then it's a hate crime too because these people were targeted because they're Republicans. They were targeted over their beliefs, period. Or they wanted to be Republicans. Or how about they were just registering voters? And if they weren't registered to be Republicans, hey, would you be interested? No one's being made to do anything like that. But this is how toxic we are in our country now. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4Patriots.com slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4Patriots.com slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right. And I'm going to remind you over and over and over again, you didn't see this for the eight years Barack Obama was in office and half of us didn't like it. I was very unhappy. I was as unhappy as anyone is who doesn't like Trump. The difference is our country's in a better position fiscally, economically, and otherwise under Trump because of economic policies. But then there's this. Wisconsin public school teacher named Travis Sarandis Limbaugh absolutely should have to suffer from cancer. It's awesome that he's dying. And hopefully it's as quick as it is painful. What? That's just the tip of the iceberg, pal. But this guy's at least been suspended. He's been put on leave. <laughs> he should be fired. Yeah, at, at the least. But but that's that's where we are today. We're... You know, during the time Obama was in office, there were any number of things that popped up here and there. And I wouldn't wish cancer on my biggest enemy. No. Ever. And woe to be woe be to those of you that are living in the kind of hate that breeds this type of thought process, whether it's to Trump, whether it's to Obama, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, Mitt Romney. I don't care. Man, you live in the world of hate. God's disappointed and heartbroken and Satan's laughing. 46 minutes after the hour. I've local land laughter. It's the morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. <laughs> All right, 51, almost 52 minutes after the hour. It's the morning show. Good morning. Thank you very much for making us part of your morning. Huh. Yeah, okay. What are you looking at over there? Uh, our uh, cool edit program is not working. So. Um, oh, um, I, I can yeah. help you with that. I, I can get you around that. You see that there should be an icon above it called audition. Just hit that. Same thing, just a little newer. 
Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's just, it's locked up my whole computer. Oh, so good. We'll, uh, Fantastic. See what we can do here. All right. Um, I'll see if I can talk and do this all at the same time here. Don't count on it. But um, I get a text Friday night. Jason Taylor is at the Night to Shine event. And um, you heard us talk about Night to Shine. It was, um, it's the Tim Tebow Foundation. Tonight where those with special needs get a night to shine. Mm -hmm. And they are all made to feel amazing. Red carpet treatment, introductions, um, dancing, I mean, you, you name it. It's just, it's a, it's a wonderful time. And, um, and so on the, on Friday night, about a thousand. And then the volunteers. And Tim Tebow shows up in Tallahassee. Tim and his wife, Demi Lee, show up and um, just, there is something so special about that young man, and it is because he has surrendered his life to serve God wherever and however he can. And when I did some digging in tonight to shine, Friday night, churches in 50 states on Friday night, one night, held a night to shine. In Florida, 51 churches wow hosted night to shine in just florida 720 plus churches overall and 34 countries around the world and so as i started looking at this i started to um, do a little digging just just follow me here Albania, Belarus, Burundi, Canada, Colombia, Dominican Republic, Ecuador, France, Guatemala, Haiti, India, Italy, Kenya, Lebanon, Macedonia, Malawi, Mexico, New Zealand, Nicaragua, Peru, Philippines, Poland, Romania, Rwanda, Sierra Leone, South Africa, Tasmania, or sorry, Tanzania, Uganda, Ukraine, United Kingdom, Venezuela, Zambia, Zimbabwe. <laughs> now I'm just I'm I I know no other way to be than transparent with you. I read that list, and the first thing that went through my mind is, "What'd you do today?" Mm-hmm. Talk about context and perspective. Oh, my gosh. So, first, congratulations to Genesis Church locally for they've hosted this every year since its inception. Thank you to all of you who participated in churches across the country that are listening to the show on iHeartRadio. And if you didn't, maybe look into doing it next year, setting aside a night to uh, just make people feel special. And and after all, I mean, if you if you really just went ahead and and you step back and you consider this is a ministry that Tim Tebow believes in. 
I, I always like to use this example. If Jesus just popped in to your community, where's he going? Is he heading to the churches on Sunday morning? Or is he going to places where people don't feel wanted and loved? Where people feel marginalized? And so I guess that's my way of saying, I would expect that at night to shine all over the country and all around the world, Jesus showed up. It's the morning show with Preston Scott. Hour number two of the morning show with Preston Scott. Dallas Rogers over there, Studio 1A. I am here in Studio 1B. Chester is, yeah, he's still loitering in there in Studio 1C. Great to be with you this morning. And uh, it's the first day of the work week, February the 10th, and show number 4192. Pleased to have with me in studio. Her name is Cassie Hurst, and Cassie is a teacher at Canopy Oaks Elementary School, first grade. You like the first graders? I love them. Yeah. Do they become kind of quasi kids of yours by the by the middle of the year, by the first nine weeks? When do you take ownership of them? Within the first couple weeks. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did, now do you do you do you intentionally like the younger grades? Is that where your sweet spot is, where I, you're comfortable? I do. That's my heart. The teachers always say you usually have a passion for K to two or three to five in elementary school. And my heart and my passion is definitely kindergarten to second grade. Nice. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I wanted to have Cassie in because she, she kind of awakened me to a condition that uh, there's an event coming up that we'll tell you about here in a minute. But myasthenia gravis. Um, First of all, what is it? Myasthenia gravis is an autoimmune disease, so it's not contagious, um, but basically my body is attacking itself. It is a neuromuscular disorder that causes muscle weakness in all the voluntary muscles. So it causes weakness in my legs, my arms, my hands, um, swallowing, breathing, um, and one of my eyes also sl slightly closes and causes vision problems. So when you say voluntary muscles, literally this can impact almost anything that you do. Yes, sir. How'd you find out? Um, before I got diagnosed with myasthenia gravis, I was an avid uh, jogger and runner mm -hmm. in college. I was a personal trainer at the gym while I was in school for teaching. Um, and so I was running four to five days a week. I had just completed a half marathon um, in February of 2017. And shortly thereafter, I was having these odd spells of just severe fatigue. Um, my legs started giving out. My hands, I was unable to open a water bottle unable to brush my hair taking a shower took everything out of me um, and I just had weird spells of sleeping for 16 plus hours a day and still being exhausted and tired and super weak there were some days my legs felt like I could hardly walk and um, my arms were just super weak and I knew something wasn't right do you forgive me when I say this but in this day and age things are a little different did you turn to your doctor did you turn to the internet um, I did Google some stuff, but the first person I went to was my PCP. I had just gotten over, like I was, had a bad, bad cold. And at first I just 
brushed it off as, okay, I'm just sick. I'm just getting over being sick. Like I'm still weak from being sick. And I had this horrible cough and this cough that wouldn't go away for over six months. So then my PCP, um, who's an awesome guy, um, he sent me for an x-ray and that initial x-ray came back, um, not normal, um, with an enlarged thymus is what they thought. Um, Mm -hmm. so then from the x-ray, um, I was sent to various specialists and doctors in Tallahassee, different uh, specialists. I was passed from doctor to doctor. Initial blood work was taken. Um, and I was known as the interesting case, the 28 year old girl that was sick, but nobody knew what was wrong with me. And it's complicated by the fact that this condition can be somewhat genetic and other ways not genetic at all. There are some forms that are genetic. Uh, Myasthenic syndrome is genetic, but the other forms of myasthenia are not genetic. And they do not know the cause. um, And there's not a ton of, uh, we're getting better with research, but it's not well known. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable. So you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4patriots.com slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4patriots.com slash on the right. That's four patriots, the number four, patriots.com slash on the right. None of my family, my friends knew what it was till I got sick. And it doesn't show up in blood labs, the kind you have. The kind I have is called seronegative myasthenia gravis, so it does not come back in blood work. Um, more, wow. more normal forms of myasthenia gravis come back in blood work and are pretty easy to diagnose if you have a doctor that's familiar with it. But because I'm seronegative, I do not carry the known um, antibodies that research has found yet. We're going to talk a little bit more about the condition because obviously her experiences might be helpful to any of you that might be suffering with something or you might know of somebody who's suffering with something. But there's a, there's a, there's a walk coming up that can raise awareness and funds for research. We'll tell you about that as well. Cassie Hurst with me in studio 10 minutes after the hour. Check the weather and traffic next on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Show with Preston Scott. You can't handle the truth on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Back 11 minutes after the hour. A few more minutes with Cassie Hurst. She's a teacher at Canopy Oaks Elementary School, and it's Myasthenia Gravis. It is an awareness walk that's coming up. But before we get to the actual event, Cassie, let's uh, let's talk just a little bit more. Um, 
what kind of doctor is you you said if your doctor recognizes the signs i'm guessing this is off the radar of most primary care physicians it is um most of them have heard of it but have not seen it in real life um and hopefully your primary care physician will be able to see it. If not, your first stop should be a neurologist. A neurologist. Mm-hmm. Um, a neurologist uh, should be able to correctly diagnose you with something. It's it's under the same umbrella as um, MS, um, multiple sclerosis, and ALS. Because when I first got sick, I was told I either have ALS, MS, um, myasthenia syndrome which is genetic or myasthenia gravis you gave off a checklist at the beginning here of things that it impacts daily for you Mm -hmm. how are you able to function as a teacher of a bunch of first graders what can be done to help well i'm doing well now um i i'm hopeful that i'm headed towards remission it can go into remission okay and i'm on medications to help my symptoms um, that help the functioning of those muscles that are weak so i'm on um, 12 hour it's called mestinone a 12 hour time release mestinone the morning and night and i've also in physical therapy um uh, weekly and then also on top of that i had a robotic thymectomy at shans not this december but the past december which is has helped save my life and has helped give me my life back um, and has helped improve my symptoms greatly. Before that surgery, I wasn't sure what my future held. When you say it can go into remission, is it, do they know why it goes into remission? No, sir. And that's what's so weird and crazy about this illness is we need more research. We need more awareness. We need more people to know what myasthenia gravis is so that we can have more research done to figure out the causes, to figure out who it affects and to figure out, you know, but what's even harder is we're known as a snowflake illness. One medication works for one person, but doesn't work for another person. I have five or six people in our support group here in Tallahassee. We meet the first Tuesday of every month in the senior center at 630. And some of us medications work and some of us medications don't work. The medicine I'm on helps me, but may not help another member in the support group. The walk that's coming up, it's mgwalk.org if you want to get some information and register. It's coming up on Saturday, February the 29th. Tell us about it. Um, It's going to be Saturday, February 29th. 9 o'clock is check-in. 10 o'clock is the opening ceremony. And if you go to mgwalk.org and uh, find a walk and then click on Tallahassee, it will give you more information. But we're excited. We're going to have a ceremony and I'm going to tell my story a little bit. Mm -hmm. And we're also going to have a medical professional speak about myasthenia gravis. And then in addition, we're just going to have a fun family friendly atmosphere uh, walk a mile loop if you would like to or if you just want to come and be a part of supporting somebody and supporting our community and um, the walk the purpose of it is to raise awareness and then any funds donated go directly to the MGFA which is the Myasthenia Gravis Foundation for America they're the only nonprofit health organization that solely focuses on helping to find a cure for Myasthenia Gravis and also helps people like me uh, connect them with Myasthenia Gravis patients in their area and help us find um, cutting edge treatments and things to help us. 
You're a great spokesperson. I'm sorry you're going through this, Cassie. I, I really am. But if there's somebody that seemingly is equipped to try to help others, it's you. Well, thank you. I appreciate you coming in and telling us about it. Thank you for having me. It's mgwalk.org. Again, that's mgwalk.org. And just look for the Tallahassee event that's coming up. And I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there. If you are a musician with maybe a little sound system and you'd be interested in going out there, playing a little music and taking part in the event, and doing it pro bono, uh, shoot me a note, Preston at iHeartRadio.com. I'll put you in touch. It's Preston at iHeartRadio.com, and you could help make that event even a little bit more special. All right, it's uh, 16 minutes after the hour. Come back. we got the big stories in the press box. Bill Zimfer at the bottom of the hour, Dr. Joe Camps, and more on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. On your phone with the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. Hey, so here we go. An iHeartRadio station. Okie dokie, 22 minutes after the hour. Late heading into this uh, segment here, so we'll make it quick. Big stories in the press box. There, there is no shortage. I, this is a weird time. Normally, the stories that I pick for the big stories just they're. They, it's almost as if they're in neon. I, I just I can pick them out real quickly as I scan through the news. It, it's not that way right now, um, because there's this delicate balance. How much time do you spend on the nonsense? Just, I mean, you know, anti-fascist protests in Oregon. You know, I want to keep it on the radar, but I don't. But you need to know, but I don't want to bum you out. It's like Clantifa. Come on now. They're just a bunch of cowards wearing black instead of the Klan. Bunch of cowards wearing white. I mean, honest and truly, if the Ku Klux Klan and Klan Tifa would just go find a, 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 a valley somewhere and fight it out. It would be the world's biggest fight for spy versus spy. <laughs> but I mean, no, no, no video, no nothing. Just go. Just, just go away. Yeah. Just all of you go away. Then there's the gunman targeting uh, two police officers in New York. What is Bill de Blasio shocked by this? All you've done is allowed the police officers in New York City to be spit on, dumped water on, run down, ignored, marginalized, and we wonder why people don't want to be police officers right now. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and talk to a police officer. Ask how many people want that job. There's a shortage all over the country. Why? Because we don't respect them anymore. And, and I say we being kind because most of us do. But enough don't. And I'm going to say it and say it and say it. These guys were targeted by some guy who just decided he wanted to kill a couple cops. He got let out of prison. He was paroled in 2017 after being in prison for 15 years for conviction of attempted murder. Now, me, I, I just don't think people like that should be out of prison. Not till they're old. Seriously. Old, old, old. Decrepit. Uh, I can't even, can't even cock the thing to shoot it. 
that kind of old. This guy tries to kill two cops. They've arrested him. They've got him. There's video of it. But, but I mean, until you go through your work day and the routine people, let's say you're a delivery driver. You just, you go deliver stuff to offices. Okay. Or maybe you're a car parts delivery person. Until you get out of your vehicle, walk into the auto repair shop, and any given moment, one of the guys at the service counter can pull a gun and shoot you in the face. Until you deal with that with your routine day, you don't know what it's like to be a cop. You have no clue. When you go through your cubbies in your nice little workplace like we have here, unless you run the risk of being shot in the face for doing your routine job, you don't know what it's like to be a police officer. You can't comprehend what it's like. Is that news? How about the Army soldiers killed in Afghanistan, part of a special forces group based at uh, Eglin in Florida? Sergeant First Class Javier Gutierrez, Sergeant First Class Antonio Rodriguez. God bless you and your families for their sacrifice now. A critic of Vladimir Putin, a blogger, Vladimir Putin, has shown up with his throat slit in Paris or in, in France. We got to get a handle on that. That was, I'm sure that was an accident. That yeah, was random. Of course. 27 minutes after the hour. Those weren't the big stories in the, no, I'm just teasing. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's just, <laughs> thankfully, Bill Zimfer's on deck. We'll, we'll learn more about what happened in Afghanistan to those two soldiers and uh, more in the morning show. First to know, the morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7, WFLA. <laughs> And I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Sorry, no, I put a question mark in there. <laughs> He'll read anything on a teleprompter. <laughs> Welcome to the morning show with Preston Scott. I'm Preston. That's Dallas. And this is Brian Fantana. All right. He's Bill Zimfer. Hello, Bill. <laughs> Good morning, Preston. How are you? Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on the right. 
on the right. That's for Patriots, the number four, patriots.com slash on the right. I'm doing all right. 60% of the time, he works every time. <laughs> That's a little high. Yeah, well. Um, Bill, I I put it in my big story list, uh, the death of these Special Forces uh, Operators, United States yeah. Army from Eglin Air Force Base here in Florida. Uh, mm-hmm. What can you tell us about what happened to them? You know, this is uh, really an example of, uh, first, how dangerous it continues to be for our 13,000 men and women that are over there, and the second part, how complex this situation in Afghanistan is. Uh, They were on a mission, uh, an operation, a joint operation with Afghan forces in Nangahar province, which is east of Kabul. That included what's called, uh, military officials call it a key leader engagement. And it's a normal thing. They get together every now and then with village leaders, tribal leaders, to talk about issues issues they're facing. Goodwill uh, is developed here. They sit down, have some tea, and discuss things with them. Well, apparently during, at some point during this, an Afghan soldier opened fire with a machine gun on U.S. forces. Uh, It is not believed that this was a Taliban infiltration or a terrorist infiltration. It is believed that this was an Afghan soldier. So uh, this makes it particularly disturbing because it's not the first time this has happened. Uh, Last summer, two U.S. soldiers were killed when an Afghan soldier turned on them. Uh, Last fall, three U.S. soldiers were wounded when a member of the Afghan Civil Order Police fired on a U.S. convoy. Uh, It makes it that much more difficult because... There is no, how do you retaliate? Uh, This is not an enemy you're facing. This is somebody you're supposed to be working with. And uh, unfortunately, two 28-year-old sergeants uh, were killed, six others wounded. Bill, obviously, any time this has happened over these last many, many years, we've been in Afghanistan or Iraq, uh, Syria, you know, anywhere in the region, you know, it becomes something bigger than just the loss of the lives here. What is the White House saying about the mission in Afghanistan? What 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 are we doing? Why are we doing it? How long will we do it? Yeah, well, we do have a drawdown plan where as many as 4,000 troops could be removed sometime this spring. This may actually, uh, and President Trump has, has said that he would like to get everybody out of there by the election. So this may put a priority on that. Uh, but having said that, Other presidents, Barack Obama, George Bush, have thought the same thing, that they want to get out, but it's been just more difficult than it seems, because as soon as we begin to draw down, all of a sudden the Taliban expands influence, and you have other terrorist groups like al-Qaeda and ISIS developing and setting up shop in Afghanistan. So uh, it's difficult. The only difference this time is that we do have some peace talks underway with the Taliban, with our special representative, Uh, The only problem there is the Afghan government has yet to get involved in those talks, and uh, and, uh, we don't know when that might happen. So this continues to be a really difficult puzzle to put together for the United States. But I would think that uh, as these incidents continue, there's more motivation just to, uh, as President Trump did in Syria, say, we're out. Bill, thanks very much for the update. Uh, tragedy and uh, I'm trying to keep the names of the the men in front of our folks here Sergeant First Class Javier Gutierrez Sergeant First Class Antonio Rodriguez Bill thanks again you're welcome Preston Bill's in for with us this morning on the morning show it's um, 
again, I go back to what was the mission? The mission was we went to Afghanistan to get the people responsible for 9-11. That's Barack, uh, or rather Barack Obama did the job by saying yes to killing bin Laden. And we did that. It's to me, that mission's now over, but who knows? 40 minutes after the hour. When you want or listen again, the Preston Scott Podcast is at WFLAFM.com. Fifty-two degrees in the capital city, fifty-nine along the Gulf Coast. In Green Bay, Wisconsin, it's seven. And in Hornell, New York, it's thirty-seven. With uh, 41, your high today, down to 31 tonight. So there's your weather. If you have a city you want me to give you the weather for for a week, shoot me a note, Preston at iHeartRadio.com. Well, we hope you're feeling good. It's the season, and it's made even been, been made even more complicated. Joining us for Healthy Expectations is Dr. Joe Camps. Good morning, Joe. How are you? Good morning, Preston. How are you? Well, I'm doing great. Good. Much like um, what you mentioned earlier in the news cycle, you had sort of trouble piecing things together. And I think things are a little bit quiet right now on the home front. But, uh, you know, I really wanted to sort of clear up for the last couple of weeks. I'm sorry I was not able to get on this uh, this coronavirus issue because there seems like the news cycle has just really um, – uh, almost blown this out of proportion. And one of the things that I think that it, it points out that some may miss is that this virus actually had some controversy in its surroundings. And once a patient got to the hospital, they really traced this back to what's called nosocomial infections. And so the word nosocomial in the medical field means that this is something that's acquired in the hospital. And so the majority of the people got sick who were caring um, for folks uh, that got this exposure. And then it sort of uh, ballooned from there. Now, one of the issues that, that I sort of take exception with is I think there's a hidden message here, is that the Chinese people don't seem to have enough resources uh, uh, to take care of their people. And in fact, um, you know, when you hear about them building hospitals, and I mean, it seems like uh, an afterthought almost that they really don't have the facilities to take care of the hundreds and thousands of persons. And, you know, right here in America, for instance, uh, <clears throat> influenza is something we don't really talk about. This seems to get the headlines, but influenza kills thousands of people uh, every year. And so I think the the message that that I could get for everyone uh, is is basically this is a time of year when you need to to use hand gels. Uh, make sure you don't cough into your your hands. Make sure that you wash your hands thoroughly. If you work in the hospital environment and feel like you need to wear a mask, do that. Um, if you're flying, um, I um, I often refer to the airline as a tube of viruses uh, because. Uh, it seems like even when I fly, I get some little upper respiratory issues. So if you are over the age of 60 and you have pre-existing conditions like heart disease, diabetes, um, uh, cancer, or something that you're immunocompromised, I would take special precautions. Now, we have been blessed here in the South. I heard you mention the weather in Green Bay. Uh, unfortunate for them, 7 degrees. But here, 
it's been quite warm. And so I think our seasonal uh, viruses, such as influenza A and B, have been uh, diminished because of the warm uh, inclement weather we're having. And so, but, but I think that we still need to remain vigilant. Um, but this coronavirus issue, in my opinion, it's deadly, but we certainly deal with more deaths with influenza A and B um, than this, but we don't talk about it. Um, I guess it's old news to everyone, but let's please keep that in mind, particularly as we go over the next six to eight weeks. Joe, thanks very much for the intel. I appreciate it. My pleasure, President. You have a good week, okay? Thank you very much. Dr. Joe Camp's with us. Healthy expectations. We all have them. You're doing the simple things to stay healthy, though. You know? It's not not overly complicated. Wash your hands. You know? (laughs) Stuff like that. Cough into your elbow, your sleeve. (laughs) You know? don't, Don't cough in your hand and go shake someone's hand. Yeah, it's just common, you know, careful touching your eyes when you haven't washed your hands recently, that kind of stuff. <laughs> he's, he's laughing. I'm laughing because we're talking about something to, to me that sounds like common sense on a news talk station. Go the figure. The fact that we need to do that is yeah. funny to me. It's time for uh, time for a quick break. Come back. When we come back, if you've ever craved a pizza, you, I don't know. This story's for you. It's the Morning Show with Preston Scott show with Preston Scott. What's up, Don? On News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Hey! Yeah. We all know how that one goes. Morning show with Preston Scott. Good morning. You know, National Pizza Day was, I think, yesterday. I'm down with that plan. Yeah, I, I'm good with it any day. Uh-huh. I'm all about pizza. And at a given moment, I can eat almost any kind of pizza that's out there. And by that, I mean, I mean style. Mm-hmm. Um, I can I can get in the mood for good deep dish. We've, we've had this conversation. Yes. Uh, Chicago deep dish, New York style. I mean, they're all very, very different if they're done true to their to their name. Yep. Um, but there's no right way to cook a pizza or wrong way to cook a pizza's pizza, man. They're just all kinds of creative ways to make a good pizza. You know, there's fire roasted, you know, in that brick oven type stuff. I love I mean, brick oven. Oh. Yeah, I mean, where they cook it for like four minutes at 800 degrees. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah, that flash bake. Yeah, yeah, it's it's insane. Well, um, local archery tournament. Uh, Kentucky Sheriff found himself in a rather unique situation. He was picking up pizzas for, uh, I don't know if they were selling at the concession stand or whatever. But the sheriff, you know, was doing a good deed, showed up, picked up a bunch of pizzas. And while he was there, there was another customer picking up some pizzas. Oh? And that customer looked familiar to the sheriff's deputy. (laughs) Lo and behold, he had two outstanding warrants. And when a local police officer showed up to kind of help, they put put out on the uh, roof of the car... An array of illegal weaponry and paraphernalia that is just dizzying to the mind. This dude 
this dude had uh, two outstanding warrants, convicted felon possession of a firearm, convicted felon possession of a handgun, possession of a controlled substance first degree, resisting arrests, menacing, possession of burglary tools, possession of legend drugs. Dude had the wrong time to have a craving for some pizza. <laughs> Man. Well, notice one thing you didn't list on there that he was never a member of the honor society. So no, he was. <laughs> nope. Nope. No doubt about Maybe it. He should have stayed in the car when the cop pulled up. I'm just saying. <laughs> he took the approach of, I'm just going to act cool. Act natural. I'm just going to. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You know, no one really looks at those mug shots. <laughs> I mean, right. how many can there be? He can't possibly remember me. No word on whether he's that guy who has like a tattoo on his face right. or something like that. Those guys just, they're brilliant, uh, you know. So also in the news, Joe Biden, in he wasn't being serious when he said it. He was having a Q&A at a town hall meeting somewhere in New Hampshire. And uh, and he calls this, uh, this, I think it was a lady who was asking a question and he asked her a question. And it wasn't anything mean. It was just a little friendly banter, and Joe said, you're a lying, dog-faced pony soldier. And that got everybody going, wait, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> and apparently, that's a reference to a movie that, um, was it Tyrone Powers or something? A 19, yeah, Tyrone Powers film called Pony Soldier in 1952. That wow. Was, so he, you're, you're a you're here it is you're a lying dog face pony soldier all right now joe has had some classic lines yeah i'm telling you right now there is nothing repeat nothing that beats this and uh and neil smith an old butt buddy are you here neil neil i miss you man i miss you yes yes you heard right and uh and neil smith an old butt buddy are you here neil an old butt buddy is that no no it has nothing to do with smoking it, it it apparently not if you look it up it's just it's it's just one of those things from back in the day and, and uh and neil smith an old butt buddy are you here neil an old butt buddy <laughs> even if it's in reference to cigarettes it's the- dude You can't possibly say that. There's and, a uh, million and Neil other Smith, nicknames. an old butt buddy. Are you here, Neil? Wow. Neil, I miss you, man. I miss you. I miss you, man. You're my old butt buddy, man. Time for news. <laughs> We're here for hour number three of the morning show with Preston Scott. Good morning. Thanks very much for joining us. That's Dallas Rogers here in Studio 1A. Chester is just being Chester. He's just doing nothing in the aquatic Studio 1C. And I'm here wedged in the middle in Studio 1B. I'm Preston Scott. Joining me is Salnuzo of the James Madison Institute. Hello, sir. Happy good, Monday. Good morning to you. Do you do you ever grow weary of the session? Or yes. is this what you live for? Oh, I, I live for it, but I do grow weary of it. Uh, but it's kind of like one of those love-hate things. Uh, I, I, I love the action. I love the dynamics of it. I love the debates, uh, especially when it gets into policy. 
Um, but at the same time, I'm a policy nerd. I'm not a politics and process person. So uh, when the politics take over uh, and on occasion undermine what could be good policy, uh, it's, it's a challenge. Is Florida better off being a part-time legislated state? 1,000% yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I talk with a number of counterparts around the country, and uh, they envy uh, a 60-day session. You've got uh, groups in North Carolina and Michigan and others where, uh, in North Carolina, it's a full-time legislature at the state level, and so they never uh, tire of finding bad ideas to uh, to try and implement. And so our counterparts at the, at the think tanks up there are constantly trying to play defense, even against Republicans and, and, and conservatives on occasion where they kind of overstep what should be uh kind of easy uh no good ideas uh, that come up i i i should know the answer to this i don't is there a constitutional mandate that congress has to meet year-round could Are they you, just meet once a quarter in other, you know i i mean wouldn't we as a country benefit and obviously we're limited government people but you could Use Florida as an example and say, all right, Congress is going to meet one week out of every out of every three months. You better get stuff done. It's a great question and one I'd have to it's real easy to find the answer to. It would be in the first part of the U.S. Constitution. So I could look that up and we could dive into it. But uh, I would be in agreement with you before that, though. I am a and and I run afoul of some conservatives on this one. I am a huge proponent of uh, term limits at the U.S. Uh, uh, congressional level. How do you deal with the bureaucrats? Because uh, they don't have term limits. They get hired by the people that are new to office, and they tell them how to do everything anyway. You elect people who keep them in check. Okay, that's that's, that's really the only uh, the only remedy to an out of control bureaucracy, which I think over uh, the last probably 50 years, maybe since the 1960s, uh, we have kind of boiled the frog a degree at a time. And uh, we've gotten into a place where uh, a disruptor in chief like President Trump is kind of firing broadsides at the administrative state. You've got a dinner coming up with the James Madison Institute. Tell us about it. Yeah, shameless plug. No, uh, that's fine. Tuesday, the 19th of February, uh, our uh, big annual dinner here in Tallahassee at the Florida State University University Center Club. Uh, we generally have somewhere around 300 or so folks. Uh, last year, we had uh, Jason uh, Jason uh, Riley with uh, the Wall Street Journal, as well as the Governor uh, DeSantis. We've got uh, Kim Strassel, who's with Wall Street Journal, is on mm-hmm. Fox News and MSNBC, and has got a couple of books out she's phenomenal i've uh, heard her speak in person at a, a number of events around the country she's just exceptional and i think folks will get a, a a great kick out of hearing her how do you get how do you get tickets uh jamesmadison.org or you can email me uh at uh, sal uh, s newzo at jamesmadison.org and two we'll, z's uh, in newzo two z's in newzo you get uh you can get a get a hold of a couple of tickets good job All thank right. you on to more plug we move on, on to more important things 10 minutes after the hour let's check weather and traffic come back we'll tell you what's happened in the last legislative uh, week and then we'll tell you what's to come on the morning show with preston scott thing your mom would say you should do because everyone else is doing it you're listening to the morning show with preston scott on news radio 100.7 wfla All right, it's uh, 10 minutes after the hour of the morning show. Dallas should know the answer to that question. What's the name of the uh, singing plant in Little Shop of Horrors? 
Is it, was it Levi Stubbs uh, or no, Seymour? Okay, the the guy was Seymour. So the plant was. Um, oh God, you've asked me too. Thought fast. it was now Stubbs. I can't think of it. Thought the last name was. I don't think so. No, no. no. Um, Someone knows the answer. Yeah. I'll, I, the, the, I just remember the guy's name because that song Seymour. is Feed Me Seymour. Yep. Rick Moranis. Rick, Rick Moranis. Moranis. Yeah. Oh, I've never seen the movie. I've just seen clips of it. Oh, it's phenomenal. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, was the last week in the session phenomenal? Ah, yeah, we're, we're kind of diving into, uh, we're at the midway point and only, I'm not seeing the governor getting a lot of signatures on things. He hasn't signed anything yet. That's what I'm saying. He's had uh, there has been one bill that has uh, that has passed both chambers. Uh, it passed both chambers unanimously. It was a bill that would allow law enforcement officers to park their service vehicles at home, right. even if. And HOA has a restriction on it. So uh, I, I, I kind of liken it to, you know, we could we could all sleep easy now knowing that the scourge of authoritarianism at phase two of Del Boca Vista has been eradicated. I mean, this this is this is what we've yeah, we, we've, HOAs. yeah we've we've gone. This is the only bill that's made it through thus far. Uh, but, um, you know, we we expect to begin to see more this week and into next uh, beginning to pass uh, both chambers and getting onto the governor's well, desk. Just theoretically, what happens when the governor says, yeah, no, I'm not signing that? Uh, he's got uh, the opportunity and the option to veto it, and he right. did that in a couple of cases last uh, session. There was a preemption of local plastic straw bans that the governor decided, no, that's something for locals to control if they want to, and so he vetoed that preemption. My guess is is that uh, no one wants to run afoul of law enforcement, uh, you know, groups, and so that this one, he, he, I mean, it was unanimous in both chambers. But but generally speaking, though, then the House and the Senate have to reconvene and take it back up and. And override his veto? Oh, they have the choice, yeah. but my, uh, I don't believe there's been an override since the Charlie Crist years. Um, well, who could blame anybody yeah, well, for yeah, that? Yeah, so, uh, but it's, it would be highly unlikely that I think they could muster the two-thirds majority to override a, la- a la- veto. Last week, we know that the abortion issue passed through the Senate, which had historically been its stumbling block. Correct. So, uh, it was a party-line vote uh, in the Senate, so uh, uh, 27-30. I think was the vote uh, to uh, require not only notification of uh, parents, but uh, require parental consent for a minor to get an abortion. It will move into the House where it's widely acknowledged it'll pass and it'll pass even with a couple of uh, conservative, socially conservative Democrats voting in, in favor of it. What else has uh, happened in the last week that we should be aware of? Yeah, what what we've begun to see is kind of this stalling where bills in one policy area are moving in one chamber, but they're not moving in another. Mm. And uh, that's where we're beginning to kind of get into the realm of where the priority issues of each chamber are beginning to butt up against one another and you begin to see kind of not necessarily the horse trading yet but the posturing that leads into the horse trading so on a a couple of the areas you've got licensing reform which the house has been championing four different bills have been moving uh, pretty aggressively with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right. The Senate has only heard one in one committee thus far. Uh, On the criminal justice reform issue, uh, it's been the opposite. The Senate has passed a flurry of bills through committees that have been the uh, priority of both uh, the Senate Appropriations Chair uh, uh, Rob Bradley and Mm -hmm. Senator Jeff Brandis. The House has only heard one issue, and it's on juvenile uh, expunction, uh, uh, expunction of juvenile records. On the health care front, the the house is moving a lot of new things uh, kind of embracing technology and innovation the senate has kind of held back the only bills they're hearing right now are some licensing things that are coming from senator gail harrell on the labor policy front you have the house moving a little bit the senate is kind of like ah, i'm not sure if we if we like those things that uh, uh, representative jamie grant is putting forward uh, taxes, e-fairness, the communication services tax, uh, those are the issues where I'm almost wondering if they're going to begin to address those in the budget package when it comes up because they, they're fiscal in nature and the implementation plan for the for the budget does have a bill uh, that accompanies it so they can address those things there. Priorities in the House, priorities of the Senate, if they're budding at this point, are they pretty much dead because they're going to run out of time to deal with them? There's a couple of them that are because the subcommittees are beginning to stop meeting, but there's some that could still get some traction. Sal Nuzo with us for one more segment. We're talking about the legislative session that's about to come, which means this week on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. FLA on your phone with the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. This is crazy! And iHeart's radio station. All right, 21 minutes after the hour. Final segment here, Sal Nuzo. If you only knew what we talked about in the commercial breaks. This week in session, I mean, the time is is running out, right? The the uh, Unless they go overtime, it's, uh, what, the first week of March, right? No, March 20th. March 20th, what? yeah. Signy dies March 20th. Okay. That, that's the timetable. I thought it was the first week of March for mm-hmm. summer. I thought didn't we start the first week of January? Uh, we did, but the uh, the session started on uh, I think it was uh, January fourteenth. So that because the uh, is that be- oh, okay? That's right yep. because uh, February is a short month. You got it. Okay. Yep. So, March twentieth. But but time is still ticking on the clock, and they got to oh, yeah. get stuff done. Yeah, as I mentioned in the at the end of the prior segment, subcommittees will begin to stop meeting. And if a subcommittee stops meeting and a bill has been agended to that subcommittee, it's effectively dead. So because it has to pass at least one committee in order to uh, to you know procedurally uh, be taken up by that chamber. So what's more notable now, the bills that 
are going to go ahead or the bills that are dead? I think it's going to start to turn into what are the bills that have died. Uh, there's a, a, a talk about uh, the E-Verify issue popping up this week. Uh, it's one thing that uh, we've heard kind of, uh, it kind of stuttered along in the first few weeks. But what I'm hearing is that the Senate is going to take up an expanded version of it that would apply to both public and private employers, and that the House is refashioning their bill to kind of get into alignment with that. I'm paying attention to that. It's not an issue that JMI weighs in on, but it's something kind of of interest to see as that moves along, do other priorities that are related to it potentially kind of uh, uh, move as well. What do you think is the most important set of issues on the docket for the week? Uh, one thing I would pay attention to, and this is kind of related to some controversy of last week, is with respect to the tax credit scholarship program. Uh, we, you've kind of featured it in, in a number of different prior shows over the years. Uh, it provides scholarships to mostly low-income minority kids. A couple of uh, legislators from the Central Florida area took it on their uh, on their back to uh, shame some of the private sector groups that give to the tax credit scholarship program because of the 1,800 schools around the state that take scholarships, about two dozen or so have uh, policies that, uh, in their uh, in their phrasing, discriminate against uh, gay and trans kids. And so uh, in response to that, they had done some social media work on it, and two or three of the uh, of the groups that had given pulled their uh, pulled their investments or donations to the program out, and it amounted to several million dollars. Uh, as a result, it kind of exposed this riff that you know you've got on the one hand the constituency of a lot of low-income minority kids Hispanic kids uh, African-American kids who are getting scholarships to go to schools that were effectively getting hurt by what I would call the virtue signaling on on the other side of it and so uh, you had kind of a back and forth and enter into the fray Representative Chevron Jones out of uh, South Florida, who is the only openly gay African-American member of the House of Representatives. He's a Democrat, uh, wonderful guy. I've known him for a number of years. He issued a statement that encouraged the, uh, the, the groups that had pulled their donations to actually stop and give their donations, uh, continue them into the program. And he said, this is not something that should warrant uh, hurting uh, a large number number of kids who rely on these scholarships in order to uh, in order to get out of uh, a school that that they have either been bullied in or is failing them. And you even had parents of kids who are gay who get scholarships and go to Catholic schools come to the defense of the program itself. And so this is something where I'm interested to see how does this translate into bills that might pop up that would effectively prevent schools from having any kind of um, any kind of policies that they would say are discriminatory. So I'm kind of paying attention to that. Again, it's not an issue that JMI weighs in on. We're definitely supporters of the tax credit scholarship program and of all school choice options that are are there. We have an entire policy center on it. But that's something that I'm kind of looking at to say, uh, see, do does policy then kind of uh, move into kind of a tail wagging the dog uh, issue? 
Interesting because the argument could be made that that issue alone won Ron DeSantis the governor's office. Absolutely. And the guy who directs our policy center on that had an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal making the case very much for that. When we looked at precinct data in Jacksonville and in Tampa, you have, you know, uh, you have 18 to 25,000 parents of uh, of students who got scholarships that would traditionally have been in kind of the Democrat voting bloc that switched and voted for Ron DeSantis. Interesting. Good stuff as always, Sal. We'll see you Tuesday next week. We look forward to it. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Sal News over the James Madison Institute and uh, my guest on the morning show with Preston Scott. The morning show with Preston Scott. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. On News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Thirty-five minutes after the hour, Glenn Beck in a little bit. Rush Limbaugh will follow. Justin Haskins scheduled to be with us tomorrow. Now he warned me that he is one of the selected few that's going to be on a panel on Fox talking about the New Hampshire primary. He doesn't expect it to interfere with our time, but he wanted me to know. I said, "Well, tell me something new." Fox takes. All of my guests. <laughs> I have to deal with that with Peter Schweitzer all the time. Fine. Go ahead. Do the national television program, <laughs> Mr. Fancy Pants. <laughs> what are you, some philosophizer or something? Anyway, uh, he's scheduled to join us tomorrow. What I've asked him to do is rank all of the Democratic candidates for president with a socialism scorecard give him a socialism score and so he's gonna come up with a score for each of them can't wait we've also got money talk manly minute tomorrow on the program this story is interesting to me i had not thought of this it's very similar to the meme that i posted on the facebook page that has exploded which was leave it to president trump to find a way to get all the democrats in the room to honor rush limbaugh for his ceremony yeah to be at his ceremony that's just beautiful <laughs> that was just such a beautiful way of looking at it wasn't it there's just and there's great joy if you haven't seen it facebook.com slash preston scott show it's being shared all over the place um likewise i'd not thought of this hmm. the director of the georgetown center for the constitution a guy named randy barnett he's a constitutional law expert was on mark levin's uh Life, liberty, and live in. Mm -hmm. He said, you know, the legislature can abuse power too. He said, you know, they're talking about the president's abuse of power. The legislature can abuse its power. It's one of the reasons we have judicial review. It's to ensure that the legislature has not exceeded its proper powers, as it did, for example, when it passed the Affordable Care Act pursuant to its Commerce Clause power. Oh, now, that got me, that comparison immediately caught my attention. Now, some of you have not listened to the program when I've broken this down, and you're just going to be dumbfounded by what you're about to hear. You, you Literally, you're just going to, and I'm, I'm going to play just because the long sound clip is just a little too long. But what he's referring to is how they passed Obamacare, which I believe and still believe Justice Thomas, uh, not Thomas, Justice Roberts was way wrong. He did not read the law. He 
engaged in ju- judicial activism. He implied that's not the that's not what a justice supposed to do. A justice supposed to read the law as it's written, and they wrote it without the word taxes in it to pass it, and they passed it in the wee hours of the night at Christmas time. And they passed it without the word taxes in it because they knew they'd never get it passed if it had taxes in it. Don't believe me? One of the chief guys who wrote it for Barack Obama is a guy named Jonathan Gruber of MIT. Just listen to a couple of these sound bites about the Affordable Care Act. This bill was written in a tortured way to make sure CBO did not score the mandate as taxes. If CBO scored the mandate as taxes, the bill dies. Let me say that again. This bill- with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It was written in a tortured way to make sure CBO did not score the mandate as taxes. If CBO scored the mandate as taxes, the bill dies. This bill was written in such a way as to hide its true intent because the Congressional Budget Office would have then written the true cost. Let's go further. Look, I wish Mark was right. We can make it all transparent, but I'd rather have this law than not. I wish we could be honest, but but I, I we can't. We can't be transparent. I'd rather have the law than not. So the fact that we lied about it makes it justifiable. Hold on. Risk-rated subsidies. If you had a law which said healthy people are going to pay in, it made explicit the healthy people pay in and sick people get money, it would not have passed. One more. One more. Lack of transparency is a huge political advantage. And basically, you know, call it the stupidity of the American voter or whatever. That's how Obamacare was written and passed. That's the abuse of power that Randy Barnett is talking about that may have been used in the impeachment proceeding against Donald Trump. And guess what they have in common? Democrats. 40 minutes after the hour. He's always been a white guy. Glenn Beck. Right. We got it. Licensed to talk. 9 to noon on WFLA. Well, we just rocked a few of you with those little nuggets. That's my fault with Justice John Roberts. Judicial activism is when you decide that you're going to interpret or imply, allow them to imply what they meant, not what they wrote. The judge, a a judge's responsibility is to interpret the law, what was written. And then if it's not written properly or clearly, oh, well, it goes back to the lawmakers, the legislative branch, and they rewrite the law. Judicial activism is what Thurgood Marshall talked about. I decide, this is a paraphrased quote, I decide what's right and wait for the law to catch up. That's in essence what he said one day. That's what Justice Roberts did with Obamacare. He decided, well, what they meant was taxes. That's true. 
That is exactly what they meant, but that's not what they passed. That's not what they wrote. That's not what they never gave the American public 72 hours to, to look at, which Barack Obama promised. Let's listen to the entire clip in its entirety of Jonathan Gruber at a conference. They were rolling tape when he talked about the writing of Obamacare. This bill was written in a tortured way to make sure CBO did not score the mandate as taxes. If CBO scored the mandate as taxes, the bill dies. Okay, so it's written to do that. In terms of in terms of risk-rated subsidies, if you had a law which said healthy people are going to pay in, it made explicit the healthy people pay in and sick people get money, it would not have passed. Okay, just like the people, transparent lack of transparency is a huge political advantage, and basically, you know, call it the stupidity of the American voter or whatever, but basically that was really really critical to getting the thing to pass. And you know, it's the second best argument. Look, I wish Mark was right. We can make it all transparent. But I'd rather have this law than not. So it's kind of like his reporter story. You know, yeah, there's things I wish I could change, but I'd rather have this law than not. In a, let me help you. What, what, here's what he said. He just said, you know what? I wish people just agreed with me and with us and that they just agreed that we should socialize medicine. But they don't, and so in order to pass this law, to incrementally put it in place, we had to lie, and that's okay, because I'd rather have this law. That's what he just said. Yeah. Even though the law that made it in is not what everyone thought they were voting on. Nope. So they Well, And yeah. he says they purposely wrote it yeah. in, in language that would make it confusing so yep. it would pass. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's why I keep these little nuggets around in my files. Because I know I have people that are listening to the program for the first time or have never or or new listeners in general. I haven't played that clip in two years. Or new producers. And and it's if you wonder how I arrive at my views on the things that I I, I carry and I have, I have a base level of conviction on certain things, but it's augmented by stuff like that. Now, I credit him with his honesty. Thank you. But, but just consider what he just said. We're a bunch of rubes that are stupid. And so we had to resort to, well, and, and understand why we're stupid. We're stupid because we don't agree. Mm-hmm. That's why he couldn't engage in, quote, transparency, because we're not enlightened enough to understand the wisdom of what they're trying to do with Obamacare. If we were enlightened enough and weren't so stupid, they wouldn't have to resort to this kind of, of activity. That's what he's that's that's what he just said. I mean, how offended do you get when someone looks at you and you disagree with someone and you look at them and say, I don't agree with you, and they go, Oh, you just don't get it. Which is basically what that answer is. Oh, huge. Yeah. God. As Kurt Russell said, as Herb Brooks in the movie Miracle, that ought to fire him up. <laughs> Show 180 brought to you by Prime Meridian Bank. Try my bank. Well, you heard it in the national news, but conspicuous by its absence, the Academy Awards from this program. <laughs> I wrote in the rundown, and I wrote wrote a note here. Should I care? I don't care. Should I? I, I tried to watch. I got okay. so bored, I turned it off. Here are the best pictures. Ford versus Ferrari. I saw that movie. 
Yeah. Thought it was fun. The Irishman. I don't know. Oh, that Netflix. That's that, that one I haven't watched yet, but everyone that I I know that has seen it says it's a masterpiece. But it's f- almost four hours long. What is it supposed to be kind of about Whitey Bulger? No, what, what, no, no. No, it's 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 kind of a mob thing, but it's kind of not. It's weird. It's all the mob guys, though. It's Pesci, it's De Niro, it's yeah. you know, I mean it's all the the usual. And the suspects. fact that De Niro's in it is like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I don't care. I don't yeah. care. He's just he's a crazy bitter man. <laughs> Jojo Rabbit. Joker, I know what that's about, but I've I've just been pushed away from that because of the gratuitous violence. I know what it's about, and I still don't understand the story. <laughs> Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, wanted to see that, never mm-hmm. got to the theater to see that. Yep. I'll see that on TV. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, nope, 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 and Parasite. And it won Best Oscar for, mm-hmm. and, and Best Picture, and, and apparently... Only time ever a subtitled movie won the best Oscar. And best director, best by the way, I think. Yeah, it did. Uh, Bong Joon-ho. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, they had an interesting acceptance speech. It was pretty cool. I mean, they had a translator they had subtitles? Up, but, oh, okay. Uh, no, they had a translator. So they would go up to the mic and talk, and then this girl would jump up and tell you what they just said. Okay. So we're hoping that she was accurate, you know. <laughs> well, you know, we could follow the Jonathan Gruber and just, just have her say things that aren't even remotely connected to what they really The guy just cussed out the American public, you know. And Anyway, uh, Joaquin Phoenix wins uh, for Best Actor in Joker. Uh, Renee Zellweger for um, Judy. I didn't know she was playing Judy Garland. Mm-hmm. How about that? She so did a great job, too. I, that one I think she deserved. Okay. Brad Pitt won Best Supporting Actor. Um, and Laura Dern, Best Supporting Actress. Here's my question, though. Just just think on this for a second. I'll leave you with this. When is Hollywood going to get a little political correct, huh? A little politically correct. When are they going to do away with these gender-based discriminatory categories? How about best performance by an actor or actress, period? Put them together. Best actor. Thought we were doing away with this actor, actress, mm-hmm. comedian, comedian. I thought I thought we were going for this inclusion thing. So no separate category for the women. No separate category for the guys. Best supporting performance. How about just don't even use actor or actress? Best performance, best supporting performance. What do you think? Yeah. I, I I totally agree. If it's you're equal or you're not, do you want do you want the cake or do you not want cake? It's it's not about the flavor. I say we start a petition for the academy. Yeah, and we say let's do away with these gender, because then what? The show gets cut in half too. How about <laughs> best best performance by a gender crossed actor or actress or person? The that they them. Right? Yeah. I mean, so let's just simplify it now. Best performance. Best performance, best supporting performance. Next. Yeah. yeah. Next. By a lead, by, by a supporting. By, because yeah. if we follow that logic, then it should be best picture directed by a man, best picture divided, d- directed by a woman, mm-hmm. best picture directed by a homosexual, best picture directed by a transsexual, mm-hmm. best picture directed by a uh, cross-dressing gender unidentified gen- you get my point yeah when i go there then 
Yeah, why why some why why, why do you split some? it on some and and not on others? Yep. Right. Yep. I, I'm with you on that. That's what we need to do. I found my new cause. <laughs> I have. I found it. Morning show 180. Look back at the program in 180 seconds or less. Um, I'm going to make sure that I say the names of uh, Sergeant First Class Javier Gutierrez, Sergeant First Class Antonio Rodriguez, two servicemen based at Eglin Air Force Base here in Florida, U.S. Army Special Forces killed in Afghanistan. Trying to just have a meeting with villagers and got fired upon by someone that they were trusting to be part of the detail to protect them. Sad. Gunmen targeted police officers in New York, tried to assassinate two of them. He failed. He was caught. He was uh, convicted of attempted murder in 2002. He'd been paroled in 2017. Guess, guess that didn't work. We'll do it again tomorrow. Don't miss it. Have a good day. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.